Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Hi, I'm Chingitan and you're listening to Ching Positive Podcast, where I aim to equip you to become wealthy and debt-free, teaching you on how to save, budget, get out of debt, and invest. Let's get into the episode. Hi there, this is Chingitan, ang inyong pambansang wealth coach. Welcome to Ching Positive Podcast. It's all about money, featuring conversations with people who have journeyed to unimaginable levels of success and failures. This is highly recommended to anyone who's looking to learn from the experiences of others. So right now, we have our special guest. Actually, I really look up to him ever since when I was young. Napapanood ko na to sa commercials at sa TV. But right now, he has reinvented himself. One of the top choices for your hosting needs from weddings, debut, anniversaries, corporate events. The only three best time ma- uh, best male host awarded by Alu Awards. He's a host and entrepreneur also. Owner of uh, businesses like Mercato Central, EnterPH, Easy Franchise, and a lot more. He's also a fellow podcaster in Podcast Network Asia and also self-titled podcast, okay, where he interviews industry leaders about entrepreneurship, business, and how they navigate through the times of pandemic. So let's all welcome Mr. RJ Ledesma. Hi, RJ. Mustafa, I don't think it's so nice to be here on the show. Alam mo, kami ni Ping ni Chinky, we are usually the partners in crime pag pinapadala sa mga conferences. One talks about <laughs> finance, one talks about uh, entrepreneurship. So always glad to speak together with you over here. Ikaw yung idolo ko, na- naaalala kita nung Howie Boys ka pa, di ba? Ano ka, grabe ka. You make me sound so old, grabe. Okay lang yan. Sa mga hindi pa nakakaalala ng ating, uh, our former days as, uh, as celebrities, uh, that, that ibig sabihin niya na you are our age kung naaalala mo kami. Magkaedad tayo. But if you don't remember us like our producer right now, si Valas Nuklu, no? And as we tell him, Zilengel yan, Milenio ni mga yan. So right now, uh, we're going to look and peek behind the life of uh, behind RJ, you know, behind your success. Can you please tell us about your uh, life experience? Nanggaling ka ba sa mahirap, middle class, or may kayang family? I, I think more or less, we, we came from a middle to upper middle class family. And what really, you know, I often tell people when I give my talk is that it's an invest, the investment not talking about a monetary investment, but rather in a sort of thinking investment. I talk about it as the entrepreneurial mindset. You want to invest on how to think like an entrepreneur, right? And where I came from, my dad, uh, he came from a middle, uh, I guess, middle to upper middle class family. And he did a lot of businesses when he was young. And he, you know, did real estate development, video rental, prawn farming. So all these different things that he went through. We as children, we participate in the business as well. He would make us... Pag may site visit sa real estate, we would go. Pag may video rental shop, kami yung tagagawa ng resibo dyan, di ba? So at an early earlier age, through osmosis, inexposed na kami to do business on our own. And I like to think that that was the germ uh, or the seed for me wanting to become an entrepreneur when I grow up. Because my dad actually told me, parang ano, you can 
either work for the person who put up the business or you can put up your own business. So that's really the sort of mentality that I was raised with. Galing, and, galing. Um, and that's where, that's why, that's why up to now, you know, he gave me the chance to work outside of the family business and to establish my own business, which is what mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, Easy Franchise, Entry PH, Mercato. Yeah. Uh, RJ, siyempre, uh, all of us, as, uh, as young as we are before, uh, all of us, we struggle. Probably you may not struggle in the area of finance, pero may mga issues tayo eh. Di ba? May mga insecurities tayo when you were young. Ano yung di mo makakalimutan experience na you were struggling with when you were young? I'll, I'll keep this in the context of, of I guess, my, my career path for myself. Chinky, I know that you are a, you're a very staunch, uh, staunch uh, Christian. And the idea is that what I often tell myself is that, you know, God's plans, God has better plans in store for me than the plans I have for myself, mm. right? So that's the sort of thing that I, I want to share where, where I came from and realizing now what happened to me, no? And the story that I often share is this one. Ever since I was a young boy, kahit mga first year high school pa ako, my dream was to go to Harvard Business School sana. Kasi syempre yung, you know, pinaka-tatak ng pinakamagaling na businessmen, di ba? And so I wanted to go there. So I worked very hard, especially when I got to college, you know, I participated in extracurricular activities. I tried to get decent grades so I could get into a good company. Then I got into a good company. I worked for Procter & Gamble for several years, no? Uh, in, in brand management, which is their, kumbaga, yan yung marines ng Procter & Gamble for marketing. And then from there, I, I wanted to apply na for grad school. And what happened, so I applied for the top three, the top three that were the, the most important ones, which were Harvard, Kellogg, Northwestern, and UPenn or Wharton. And but what happened was that after I applied, I was rejected by Wharton. I was rejected by Kellogg. Then finally, nakuha ko yung sulat ng Harvard. So natakot rin ako kasi in the, nung, the time, nung that time, wala pang email. They just sent you a letter. Eh. Diba? And when I opened the letter, it said, uh, Mr. Ledesma, you are one of the 10% we are considering for this coming school year. You can do a physical interview, a live one, but you might want to just do a phone interview since you are based in the Philippines. Aba ako, syempre gusto ko, public speaker ako, di ba? I can impress people with my public speaking skills. Lumipad ako papuntang states just to get interviewed for five minutes. Wow. Then when after that was done, I went back home. And two weeks later, I received a letter saying, Mr. Ledesma, we regret to inform you, but you have not been accepted here in the Harvard Business School. At syempre, kung ikaw ay isang engineer, kung ikaw ay isang doctor or lawyer, di ba usually parang passing the bar for you is, is, the, uh, is like, oh, this is, the, this is the pinnacle of my achievement, right? But for me, it, to be a bit, for me, I felt at the time, to be a really good businessman, I would have to get into the best business school, which, which didn't happen. So I felt like a failure. I left, I left. Para sabi ko, I worked so hard. But God, God, I worked naman so hard, di ba? I, I, I did good grades. I did all these different things. How come it didn't turn out the way that I wanted to? But that's when I pray, you know, God, maybe you've got better plans for me than the plans I have for myself. After that time, you know, I went back to doing TV work again sa alas 5 imedia, uh, weekends. I, I eventually took some audit classes in the MBA of Lasal. And then I got into one of my, you know, to two schools. I, I, cause I, I'm, I'm, I come from a real estate development background. The Columbia University in the States and MIT in the States were both offering a real estate development program, which is right down my alley. And I got into both schools after I reapplied after a year. Then eventually, at the end of the school year, I was, I was sort of chosen by my classmates to give the valedictory speech on behalf of all the, of all the graduates. And for me, that was quite an achievement. But of course, you know, it, it goes back and forth. It's a roller coaster. You know, after the time, the 9-11 came back here again. You know, so there's a lot of failures and, failures and um, triumphs and victories in your life. 
But sometimes, you know, you won't see the bigger picture. God will reveal the, the bigger picture to you over time. Because like yeah. I said, he, he's, he's got better plans than the plans that you have for yourself. Yeah, but RJ, uh, syempre, during the time when you failed, and mm-hmm. it's a good thing that you never stopped and you continued. But there are so many people right now listening and watching this probably that they failed and they failed. That's the pinnacle. That's their, just like, again, what you mentioned, they're expecting. However, it made them so disappointed. It's so disappointing and made them feel, feel depressed and they stopped. But you continued and persisted, right? Um, but I think what people have to understand, especially as an entrepreneur, diba, is that failure for us is an investment in the learning process and how to become a better businessman, right? Like, for example, I mean, I, I, my, my business partner is Joe Mag. Jose Magsaysay, Potato Corner. And then on Go Negosyo, I've interviewed like Dennis Uy for Phoenix and, and Injapsia for Double Dragon. And what I discovered from all of them, I mean, they all experience failures in their own businesses. But the thing is, number one is, they don't, they don't take that failure personally. You learn, diba? especially if you're in a, in a tech startup company nowadays, they expect you to fail. There's failures, diba? but the failures help you to iterate, pivot, and innovate your business. Because I've failed, I've closed down, I know I have 15 Mercato Centrals, I've closed down mga 13 to 14. But every time I learn something new on how to run the business better. And I think that's what's more important, that it's the perspective that you take in re-establishing your business, which is key. Guys, uh, if you just failed in business, probably failed your bosses, you just lost your work, your job, or you maybe even failed in a relationship, Always remember, just like what uh, RJ mentioned, failure is not a person, but it's just an event and you can start all over again. So right now, uh, talking about champing income, diba? and you're talking about, okay, it's your father's business, it's your father's, uh, what do you call it? He created it, but champing on your own little way, you want to earn on your own. That's right. When you first time work. Well, Baka nung time na yan, pinagtatrabaho ko ng mami tadi ko sa kanilang video rental. Baka mga 20 pesos a day yan or 30 pesos a day or even smaller than, smaller than that one. But this is what I remember. Um, you know, even, as, even when I was younger, I would do commercials, not just Royal, but other commercials. And it was sort of instilled to us that, okay, 10% is for tithing. Huh? 90% you, you can keep and save for the future. But the 10%, you can use that, you can use that one to, to, give back to, the, to give back to your faith community. Diba? And that's been very, impor- very important for me uh, mm. to do. So yung pinakamalaki naman, diba, when you were young also, the, the biggest amount that you have received uh, in a work or let's say in a business, mm. can you still recall that? Yeah, from doing the commercials for Royal True Orange, I guess. Those are, you know, for those who don't remember, I was a commercial model from the late 80s to the early 90s for Royal True Orange. Si Joey! Si Joey, oh! So nung Joey ako, the first one, syempre hindi pa ako kilala. And then, but by the time uh, they had several commercials, I, my, my talent fee was brought up a bit more. And so it was, it was pretty big for somebody at that time. Mm. Not, as big as the, not as big as the shampoo commercial models, but pretty, pretty modestly, it was, it was pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good. When it comes to gastos naman, we want to hear naman, magastos ba or hindi si RJ? Ah, yeah, that's a good question. So I think when you have kids, it really changes your priorities. <laughs> diba? <laughs> Because prior, prior to the kids, the, the biggest, you know, I, I, latang luho ko ginagawa ko, di ba? Kagaya ng salikod mo ngayon, mga luho ni, ni Chinkita niyo mga oh, yan. Oh, hindi ko luho ha. Investment to. Investment, <laughs> sorry. Investment pala yan, investment. For me naman, my biggest, 
Gastos was comic books. Yan naman ako, comics. I really enjoyed because I'm also a writer at the same time. So, you know, when I read, it's not just for the stories, but also for me to, you know, understand, you know, learn more about story structure. You get to appreciate what you do. And so it was an inspiration for me to also to write better. But ever since the kids, you know, came around and, you know, we've had to balance out paying the education. And I realized, you know, it's I'm not so attached to it anymore. I'm not attached to collecting comics anymore. Maybe the most is maybe just eating out with the family or maybe once a year you get to travel because those are great investments but those are more investments in family bonding and galing, I think that's key. So ngayon, let's go to savings. Madali ba o mag-save o hindi si RJ? Okay. Pagdating sa savings, I, I think the more important thing, especially if you're married, is to find out sino yung mas kuripot sa inyong dalawa at siya yung hahawak ng pera. And it just happened to be the mas, mas, kuri, mas, mas frugal sa aming dalawa yung asawa ko. So like for me, we don't have a separate joint. I have no like hidden bank account here, then she has her own bank account. No, it's a joint bank account. Whatever I have, it's, ex- it's exposed to her. And basically what we do is I earn the money and she's, she finds ways to save the money and put them into higher interest earning, whether it's stocks or, or mutual funds, or, or for example, we have a new business coming up. That's what she, uh, that's what she handles naman for us. Ang galing-galing naman. Always remember guys, no, uh, yun nga, some, for some people, marriage is just like a workshop. The other one work and the other one shops. Okay? That's right, but uh, <laughs> but but uh, you know, but what's nice about this is that my wife is uh, is also my business, not only my partner in life, but she's also my partner in business at the same time. So I really have to credit her because she was the one who helped do the uh, financial and operational turnaround of our company. Because oh. you know, we both um, we have both different strengths, and I think that's key. Mine is strategy, business development, marketing, networking, and I do that pretty pretty well. And what she does very, very, very well is that she can do the nitty-gritty, which I cannot. Operations, finance, yeah. HR, and it works well for us. Yeah, I can still remember when she was attending my sessions in the year 2011 and 2012. Mm, yeah. I was nag attention ng mga financial sessions. Ko. So right now, let's talk about money decisions of RJ. Let's talk about investment. What is your worst investment that you made? Maling investment. I think it's not so much that we put the money out for investment, but for sometimes, you know, when you when you put up your own business, I say that you're going to be you're going to be losing there as well. So I don't see I don't see it as a bad investment that I made, right? Because I don't I mean I don't really touch the stocks. I mean we just that's sort of like our you get blue chip stocks, you let it grow there, so eventually you've got something for for your nest egg for the future or your children's for children's education, no? But really for us, it's really uh, businesses. So let's say in Mercata, we tried something new. It didn't work out. Then, you know, that's the learning, right? But I guess the other mentality to instill is that as an entrepreneur, that's how I think, your job is to create value, eh? to create more income streams for yourself so that you create new businesses. Eh? And these businesses don't necessarily have to emerge as a result of funding. I've realized that a lot of the businesses which I put up, uh, whether they are service I, work, I have some businesses which are service-oriented. And the other businesses which I put up naman, which are a bit more capital-intensive, it's because they like the value that I bring to the table plus you know, their expertise or their technical expertise. And that's what I've done for things like um, Easy Franchise. And we have very soon a Mercato app that's coming out. These are collaborated with together with partners where it's not so much financial capital that came out of me, but intellectual capital. Galing, galing, galing. So as of right now, no, si RJ, ilan na sources of income as of right now? Okay. Well, primarily, first I have my, I pay myself as well though, right? Or a consultancy fee from my other businesses. So Mercato, but we've actually waived our salary during this time because it's difficult. And as a leader, you demonstrate that, it, you know, if somebody's got to sacrifice, owner muna, owner muna. 
keep the employees okay. And then we have Enter PH and Easy Franchise, my other businesses. They also pay me as, as members of the of, of the board or as an employee of the hostings nowadays. They shifted from being offline to online. And because I have a specific skill set that, that other people can easily replicate, I also get a funding from those. Plus, uh, I have a lot of... Um, I have a lot of arrangements where I'm, I'm, I'm an influencer for specific Galing. products because, because I, you know, people look at me for business, entrepreneurship, innovation. So people come over to me here. Galing, galing, galing. So ano yung sikreto ni RJ when it comes to looking for opportunities? First of all, ganito, no? Chinks, this is how I explain things. It's like wearing, like you, you're wearing glasses. I often use that as an example. I often tell people, you have to have your entrepreneurial lens when you're out there scouting for businesses. It means that you're always wearing your opportunity lens, right? That's my entrepreneurial lens. Like for the situation, I often tell people, my job is not, as an entre- entrepreneur is not to say whether the situation is good or bad. My job as an entrepreneur is to identify opportunities, whether times are good or whether times are bad. So without wearing my entrepreneurial glasses, siyempre sasabihin ko, nako, may lockdown. Uh, it's scary. I put on my entrepreneurial lenses. I go, what problems can I solve for other people as a result of this lockdown? And, and the reason why, I, why I'm sharing this to you is because that's, that's how I want people to think when, when it, with, it, about business. No? Business, when you talk about opportunity seeking, is you have to ask yourself this question. If you want a long-term business to survive, you ask yourself the question, what problem is my business trying to solve? Again, no? I repeat that for people. That's the biggest thing that you take away from me, that, which is what problem is my business trying to solve? Because if you solve a problem, right, that's when people want to go to you and it's got a more unique idea versus other people. It's not easy to get there. For some people, it's very easy, but for some other people, it's a journey to get to understanding what are these opportunities that are present. But that's really how how you have to think about the situation. Opportunities abound, but if you see an opportunity for an underserved market or an opportunity to grow a specific business, on top of that, when you've got to realize how can you solve it in a unique and innovative way that nobody else can solve? I call that your secret sauce. Do you have a special product uh, that only you have access to, a special service that only you have access to, a special skill that nobody else possesses? That's where you want to go. Galing, galing, grabe. Kaisa, there you have it. Alam mo, that's a million peso idea. If you miss this, ano, this podcast, and if you don't grab that one big idea, Yun nga, what problem can you solve for people? It can You can turn it in and you can monetize it. So this is the last question that I would like to ask uh, RJ. How important is financial education to a person? You know, that's the biggest, one of the biggest problems and also something that can be solved by opportunity, which is the idea of financial literacy as we are not taught financial literacy right now. Our savings rate in the Philippines uh, isn't so high. Uh, people think they, they just keep on, and that's why that people keep on working very, very hard all their lives, even when they grow seniors, because walang ipon eh, di ba? So I think it's very key at the start to teach people good financial housekeeping. First, financial housekeeping for yourself, that you're able to set aside enough money for your retirement. And also, I guess, a good financial housekeeping for your business. Because like, I remember like some people, if they put up their own business, sole proprietor sila, yung pera na panggastos sa pamba, sa pang-araw-araw ng pamilya or edukasyon, kinukuha rin sa, sa, sa pera ng negosyo. That, that shouldn't be the case, right? Good financial education teaches you you got to separate the business from personal and pay yourself a salary. So I'm saying that financial education is very key, especially if you want to 
you know, if you want to elevate your status in life or especially if you just want to make sure that, you know, when you, when you get older, there's something set aside for you. Uh, financial education is key. Yeah, there you have it. Uh, I know huh? that's from uh, RJ himself. Can you please, uh, RJ, invite them to your podcast or any other social media channels that you want? Sure. So if you guys enjoyed my talk here with Chinky Tan and you want to hear more about uh, if you want to listen to my interviews with a lot of industry leaders, entrepreneurs, and how, as they talk about how they pivoted their business in the new normal, uh, what are the emerging opportunities, and what are their success secrets, uh, please tune into the RJ Ledespa podcast every Tuesday, uh, 7 p.m. That's live on Facebook. But you can also catch and subscribe to the RJ Ledespa podcast on Spotify and uh, Google. Uh, sorry, Apple podcast as well. And if you liked our talk, please, you know, just... Tag me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Would love to hear from you guys. And of course, you've got such a master with Chinky Tan being uh, my, my fellow podcast host right now. Uh, keep on listening to Chinky. I'm sure all these nuggets of million peso wisdom will go all straight to your straight to your brain. And his stories will go straight to your heart. Nice. Into our pockets also. <laughs> Into our pockets too. That's right. Into our pockets as well. Yes, there you have it. RJ Ledesma, the main man. Uh, talagang ano, yung... He has the blood at the same time, the spirit of a real entrepreneur. Thank you very much, RJ. Thank you. God bless, Chinky. Yes, this Chinky Tan right now signing off and telling everyone to every problem, there's always a solution. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Always Ching Positive. Bye. This is the Positive Podcast. Hi, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ching Positive Podcast. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia. If you want to keep on growing and stay inspired, follow us on wherever you're listening to this podcast and share it with friends. Have a good day and always think positive. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.